Hello and welcome to Between the Lines, a podcast where we look between the lines from this past Sunday sermon here on the Hill. I am your host, Micah McCoy, joined this week by our very own Pastor Aaron, and we are so glad that you are tuning in with us this morning. Yes. Uh, this past week, we continued our series called Stretch, yes. brought to us by our very own Pastor Chris White, yep. who is leaving us. He is leaving us. Tear emoji, sad face. Yeah. We're all sad about it. So he wasn't able to join us for the podcast today because no. he's packing he, up. He bailed us on the he's podcast. He's bailing yeah. on us. But he's packing. So, he's packing. So it was like, do we go help him pack or do we shoot or the podcast? We shoot the po- and we, we decided we'll shoot the podcast. <laughs> we decided anyway. we have priorities. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're help- I'm helping him on uh, Friday. Yeah, okay. I'm helping him on Friday. So I thought it'd be fun to start out with some fun Chris White stories. Okay. Um, I came on as an intern here mm-hmm. at Victory Hill mm-hmm. um, and Chris White was my boss. Yeah. Do you so I've got ver- all sorts of fun stories. You have stories. all fun kind of stories. Yeah. Do you remember the very first time you met him? Well, I actually, he actually taught a Bible study when I was in high school. When you were in high school? When I was in high school here in like. So you're saying he's like a lot older than you, huh? I'm not saying that yeah. he's old, uh-huh. but I am also not saying that he is he's young. young. Okay. No. Okay. So I can either confirm nor deny any of that. I did not realize he taught a Bible study when you were in high school. He did. Yeah. I was in high school at Lancaster High School and they had a Bible study during, I taught a Bible study after school. Okay. Um, but they had one during lunch that I also attended. Okay. And uh, Pastor Chris and all the other youth pastors taught it. Yeah. And uh, so I had met him a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um, so I... Didn't really remember him. Oh, you but, didn't really remember no. him. So. I mean, I remembered his face, and I was like, "That's a guy from a Bible, a Bible study I went to." Okay. But I was like, "I don't know his name." Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I know him from that. Um. And then fun Chris White story okay. is that Chris actually told me he would not be my friend. That's not very Christ-like, is it? It is guy? not very. No, he, he, like, and his he, name is Christopher. There's yeah. Christ in his yeah. name. And so he told you directly to your face he would not be your friend. He told me. I, well, I was his intern, and we uh-huh. were hanging out. We were having all these like spiritual deep discussions. Yeah. And I was like, Chris. Can we be friends? Uh-huh. <laughs> he told me no. He told you no. He told me no. Like, why is that? What was I don't know reason? why. Did you he ever just, ask him? It became a joke. Uh-huh. It was like he was joking with me, but I yeah. took it very seriously. Well, I, I, cause sometimes I can't take jokes. So he, just, he, I took it very seriously, and I was like, okay. He told you he would yeah. Not so be then, friend. yeah. So then sometimes I would just sing like, Why can't we be friends? Why can't, we're gonna get monetized? For, is de- that what we're demonetized gonna, we're gonna, for yeah, this video because that part I, of that, yeah, right. yeah, that podcast. <laughs> right. But yeah, um, I would go around singing that song. Fun story about Chris White. Wow. Yeah. Do you have any fun yeah. stories about Chris? You know, White? I mean, there's probably a lot over like seven years. Like, I remember <laughs> yeah. when I, you know, I first met him or whatever. Like when yeah. we were interviewing, like I had a phone conversation with him. Like I was doing kind of like all like the okay, are we going to interview these people or not? You yeah. know, and so I remember that. And honestly, when we first called him, we we're like, ah, I don't know if this is going to work out. And, <laughs> let me tell you why though. Let me like I because I kind of remember. Okay. They lived in Mississippi. Sure. And so the thought or the concept that we were going to have to pay somebody to come up and like interview sure. from Mississippi, I was mm-hmm. like. That's a lot of money. Yeah. So sure. I, am, you were like, I'm, I'm not very like budget. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I was like, ah, we don't need to interview him, you know. <laughs> yeah. So like, you know, so yeah. we, we kind of interviewed him once, and yeah. then we were like, ah, I don't know. And then we interviewed him again, and then in the interview, like I was talking to him, I was like, I was like, okay, so if we wanted to bring you up, you know, what does this look like, you know, all this kind of stuff. And I was like, you know, I guess we, we could fly you and all that kind of stuff. And he's like, we can drive, and I'm like thinking in my head, I'm like. It's gonna save me money, you know. <laughs> so, so we save money. He was know? already saving you money. He, he was already saving me. That's money. good. That's a but good sign. It was it was a good sign to start. Yeah. You know? Only to realize that down the road he would not be saving money. No, you know, like no. we, we did things like build up our youth budget and stuff yeah. like that. He spent it all in like in two weeks, man. <laughs> like we worked like dime a dog nights, and he like spent it all in like two weeks. And they stuff love like to that. make fun of Chris and. 
tell yes. everyone that he likes to spend money. It, yeah, we do. We do. But he lot. used it for good. He did he use it for, it for good. good. It was all. It was all legitimate stuff. It was you all know, legitimate like that. stuff. And then I remember we used to give him a hard time for we went to a conference. Yeah. And Chris was like, "I'm bringing my guitar," you know. Yeah. And so you bring your guitar to stuff though. Too, I do right? bring my you guitar. To stuff, so I, yeah. I don't play anything, you know. So he's like, I, "You know, I'm bringing my guitar." And I was like, "How much is it going to cost me for baggage?" He's like, "Well, yeah. I'm not going to bring a carry on." And so he brings his guitar. Uh-huh. And I don't think he ever got it out the whole time we were there. No. But we were in the Atlanta airport, and he swears up and down that he met David Crowder. So you know who David Crowder He's is, the guy right? who wrote How He Loves. Oh, How He Loves yeah. and stuff like that. So, yeah. you know, big musician there. And he has his guitar. So Chris is carrying his guitar through it. And I'm yeah. like, you met David Crowder? I was like, did you have him sign your guitar? Yeah. He's like, no. And I was like, mm. are you sure that you really met David Crowder? Because your him. your guitar would be he so much more cooler if you had David Crowder's signature yeah. on it. You yeah. Know? And so he's it, not we, here to defend himself. He's, so we he's not. He didn't he, meet David I, I don't Crowder. think he did either. Because like, I mean, wouldn't you take the opportunity if you had sure. like your guitar there? Sure. And you met David Crowder. Yeah. The guy who wrote How He Loves. Wouldn't you be like, hey, David. Yeah. Uh, sign like, this for me real quick, Dave, man. buddy, yeah. pal. Yeah. He's like, you know, we talked about all these other things. And I was yeah. like, no, I don't no, I don't think you ever met David Crowder. I think it was a lookalike. I think it was yeah. a lookalike as well, and Chris just wanted to sound cool. I mean, I would have taken a picture with the dude. Yeah, right? Like, hey, so David, he let's has, get a pic. He has no evidence. No, None, no so evidence. So we so don't believe that he ever I met David Crowder. I do not believe it. I, I don't either. Um, I don't either. I don't believe so. it. But anyways. But, hey, it's sad that he's leaving, though. Sad that he's yeah. leaving. So he's We're been all here sad. Seven, seven years, and yeah. he, he did some great things and yeah. uh, invested into a lot of people's lives. He so. invested into me for sure while he was here. And yeah. if it wasn't for him, I don't know if I would be married to my wife. Oh, really? He, so you, he, you're saying like he's responsible for that? I don't know if I'd say he's responsible, okay. but he did definitely strongly encourage me to be like, hey, you should think about liking Tabitha. And I was uh-huh. like, okay, let's just marry her. Uh, so, well, so, <laughs> so you went from like thinking just to marry. Huh? No, not really. Not quick. Really, not really. Not really. <laughs> awesome. But he did. He, he he was great in my walk with God and, and that's awesome. uh, helped me get into that. That's awesome. How was your Memorial Day? Memorial Day was great. Yes. Yeah, it's been having fun. fun. Yeah. We, we went to my grandparents okay. and... Um, uh, I got pelted by water balloons. Mm-hmm. Um, my cousins, as soon as I got out of the car, started attacking me with water balloons. Did you like, so, so is that like some like tradition or something like that? Not tradition. They just hate me. I'm just kidding. They don't what? hate me. No, it kidding. was a little cold. I mean, so like it wasn't like a water balloon it type w- day. Was Memorial it? Day was warm. The day before that, Sunday was, was cool. Yeah, but Monday yeah. was warmer. It was a little bit warmer. Yeah, it was yeah. nice. Um, Did you play so, any yeah, games? They attacked me with the- Any cornhole, any like backyard games, um, any like- competition i don't think i did no no you probably did though didn't you i did i played the game that i dominated you at and i i told that story okay. you know so. right. Right. <laughs> you want to go if you missed topic. last week's podcast <laughs> listen to it you understand yeah pastor yep. aaron is highly competitive i'm highly competitive, and we, highly we, competitive. we played bocce ball this weekend we did play bocce is that ball. the first time you ever played bocce ball? it is the it first is. time that i played yeah. bocce ball so I, I my team lost the first game yes did you guys lose the second game yeah, I think I lost both you times. You lost both games. Yeah. Did you did you enjoy playing bocce ball? I enjoyed playing. Yeah. Was I happy that I lost? No, no I wasn't. No, no, you can't ever be happy about a loss. <laughs> no, but, but it was a fun game, right? Yeah. So yeah. yeah, so there's a there's a new summer game for you. Bocce ball. Yeah. You didn't know that was a game. Yeah, you can buy it. My grandpa told me that that was like a like an uh, Italian game or like a, yeah, I think a it French is. game. Yeah, or something. they'll have them at like an Italian restaurant. Yeah, I was trying like to that. explain it to my grandparents mm-hmm. uh, when Ta- me and Tabitha went over there the other day mm-hmm. and he was like, Oh yeah, bocce ball. He was like, That's a whatever game. It's actually a 
fun backyard game. Yeah. So you buy the set, you know, and so you got a different terrain every yeah. time you kind of play around the whole place. Yeah. And so bocce ball. Yeah. You should play it if you're listening. It never is. played it. You should play yeah. it. Yeah. And, and usually I, I win, but okay. But. Pastor Aaron. Let's move on. Let's move on. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. Hey, we are in the series entitled Stretch. Yes, we and are. And we've been kind of talking about our faith and yes. and how to grow that. And I hope that's encouraging people as they're listening of what does it look like to really kind of stretch our faith a little bit. And yeah. So, uh, so Chris White did a great job Sunday, just kind of sharing it. And it was kind of very timely for kind of his own story. Yeah. Um, talking about Abraham, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, who doesn't like the story of Abraham? I Love mean, that's, it. A, that's a great story. Great story. And uh, just how he kind of walked out of everything, you know, left mm-hmm. everything behind and goes after God. And God says, hey, I'm going to show you a place. He doesn't give him any answers. No. And, uh, and so, I mean, Abraham's this individual in the Bible that, I mean, we call him the father of faith, you know, mm-hmm. like he kind of started this whole thing. Yeah. And so, so Chris kind of walked through that story and uh, gave us some things just about faith. Yeah. Um, and I mean, and one of the things, a couple of things that kind of stood stood out to me is uh, he said at the very beginning, faith requires us to move without the details. Yeah. Um, have you ever felt like you've had a moment like, like moving without details or like, you know, like, hey, this is what I'm supposed to do. And I don't really know how it's going to play out. Oh, my gosh. Multiple times yeah. in my life. Um, I was raised in one church that I went to for 18 years of my life and mm-hmm. was very, very connected there. And long story short, felt the Lord leading me to go somewhere else. Yeah. Um, and I had no details yeah. of what I was going to do. And um, I just said, OK, God, I will do that. And mm-hmm. I and I left and. Um, it was like one by one, he showed me the next step and then uh-huh. I got involved at OCU and yeah. started going there, switched colleges and yeah, I mean, I didn't get much details. All I knew is that God wanted me to do one thing. Yeah. You know, it's kind of a scary place to be. Isn't it, it is a very scary place you know, to but be. It's a, that, that one step that we take, you know, yeah. and that's, I, I try to tell people a lot of times is that sometimes it is just in the single step that we take until we get the next step, you know? Yes. And I don't know about you. Like I'm a planner, like yeah. I'm a person of like detail. So yeah, like, sure. I, I would prefer to see all seven steps laid out in front of me, <laughs> sure. um, you know, but sometimes God doesn't show us step two until we take in step one, sure. you know, and we get so stuck, I think in our faith sometimes sure. because we're like, okay, God, like you, you got to show me the next step. But right. we, in the story of Abraham, we see, he's just like, Hey, I just want you to leave. And I'm not yeah. going to show you all the twists and the turns that are going to happen. You just got to leave. And if he had never actually taken that first step, he never would have seen all these promises come true in his life. Uh-huh. You know? And so I think when it comes to our faith, like this is, this is just kind of the essence of it. We've always got to be willing to take whatever is the next step that God's asking us to take. Sure. Even if it's bold, even if it's courageous, sometimes it seems really large sometimes it's kind of small but are we willing just to take a step you know and that that comes from this place of obedience Mm -hmm. um and so you know chris even said i think on sunday that uh faith is not a moment faith is a journey yeah that was and yeah i think it was that's very powerful you know that you're not going to just be like oh i had a moment of faith it's a journey of faith, you yeah. know? Yeah. And like, I think when I look back over my life, like this is this is really the story of it, you know? Like, it's not just been like, oh, I made one faith-filled decision yeah. and now it's good. Like, it's like, it's it's decision after decision to just kind of continue to live with God throughout right. this journey that he has, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think for my, my story is very similar. Like, um, I, at 18, was uh, knew there was a call in my life to do ministry. Um, didn't know exactly how that was all going to play out. Mm-hmm. Um, and had had my, like I said, I'm going away to college, you know, kind of the 18 year old, like, hey, let's get away from home. Let's, you know, we're going to go here. Yeah. And that's kind of the plan I thought I had, you know. And um, lo and behold, got a small soccer scholarship to play locally and was like, okay, 
I'm going to, I'm going to move in that direction. And then an opportunity opened up at the church to kind of do youth ministry. And I was like, yeah. okay, God, this seems like the next step that you want for me. Mm-hmm. And just continue to take steps, you know, even coming here was like a step, you know, and just going, okay, um, God, I'm going to take a step into, to moving away from family, moving away what's comfortable. And I'm going to yeah. come here and do youth ministry, um, took a step into moving out of youth ministry. And that was like a big step. Like, I, you yeah. know, like, like at that time, um, we didn't have like another position in the church and i was just kind of like hey i feel like god's telling me that this season of youth ministry is over yeah and i'd love to be here doing this and i had to go to people i had to go to our elders and leaders and go like there's another step that i feel like god's calling me whether it's mm-hmm. here or somewhere else like i'm just surrendering to what he has next for me and the yeah. door opened here and so you know if, if you look back over your life or if those that are listening just kind of look over their life if they'll see it i think they'll see a journey you know hopefully yeah. that they've taken with god you yeah. know and those steps that he's taken so yeah so. and something as you know as i read that and as you were talking there something that just kind of came to my mind is throughout that journey i think we have to be focused on the journey mm-hmm. like big picture stuff but i think we have to be faithful in the moment mm, that's good micah so i think we have to be focused on the journey mm-hmm. seeing the big picture but faithful in each moment mm-hmm. of the journey yeah because in each moment of the journey you're not going to see how it's all going to work work out so you yeah. have to be focused on the fact that the bigger picture god is god has taken me here god has planted this vision or this 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 um you know burden in my life and he's gonna he's gonna see that come to pass but right now in this specific moment uh-huh. in this specific season i need to be faithful yeah um and it's through that faithfulness in the moment Mm -hmm. that God ends up bringing you through the journey that he has for you. That's so good, you know, and uh, faithful in the moment. I think that's so Mm -hmm. powerful. Uh, Let me, let me even add to that. When we think about the story of Abraham a little bit um, is that I think some people get derailed where maybe they've missed that faithful in the moment opportunity. Does that make sense? Like, you know, maybe they feel like they made a decision and they're like, okay, I made this decision 10 years ago and this has derailed the journey or the, the promise or the dream that God's placed in my heart. Right. Like, don't get knocked off of the journey that God has for you. Sure. You, maybe you miss the faithfulness in that one moment where you're like, man, I didn't honor God the way that he had asked me to, whether sure. it was a decision or choice or mistake that you made, but that does not derail the whole journey that he has for you. Mm-hmm. You know, that you can get back up and you can be faithful in the next moment that he calls you to. And I think about Abraham's story. Um, I think about him with like, you know, Sarah's laughing about sure. a child, you know, and it's sure. like, I, you know, I don't know in that moment if they were faithful to, you know, to the, <laughs> to the, to the, to the big picture that God had for yeah. him, but God with his love grace kind of steps back mm-hmm. in and says, hey, there's grace in this moment. Yeah. Um, when they're with the king and, and, and um, uh, Abraham looks at him and says, this is my this is my sister. Yeah. And like, this wasn't like a faithful moment to God no. to go, God, I trust you. And yeah. like, I believe that your your best is going to be for me. Yeah. Um, but God was still, you know, God allowed them to be picked up with grace and to yeah. walk back into the next faithful moment that God had for him. And I bet you there's people that are listening today that they may look at the course of their life and feel like, man, I've, I've blown it somewhere. Sure. And like, I, I, I I believed God had great things in store for me, mm-hmm. but I don't know if God still does because yeah. I, I missed a moment or whatever. Yeah. Um, if you've missed a moment, yeah. get back up and live faithful yes. in the next moment. And I think that is so sad when people get, they let that lie consume mm, them. Because yeah. I've met so many people that feel that way. Yeah, like, right. oh, I was passionate about God in my youth yes. or God called me to preach or God uh-huh. called me to do ministry or called me to be a doctor or be whatever um, when I was a youth. And now when they're 30, 40 or whatever years mm-hmm. old, they're like, ah, I've lost that somehow. Exactly. And the reality is God never lied. No. You've just fell off track. Yeah. And all you have to do 
is get back on track. Yeah. <laughs> you know, can t- reroute yourself uh-huh. and God's promise is still there. Yeah. You know, you just have to reach back out yeah. for it. And be faithful again in that exactly. next moment, you know, exactly. and, and stop not being faithful to God and right. those things, you know. So that's so good, you know, don't yes. just focus on the be faithful in the moments. And so yes. whatever moment God has in front of maybe those that are listening today, they yeah. may just be faithful today. You know, be faithful in the next thing that God's calling you to do. Yeah. And and watch how God un- unlocks that for you. Yes. Um, you know, Chris gave like a like a four step pattern and I and I kind of wrote it down and I don't know if you remember from um, service on Sunday, but yeah. he says faith requires obedience, obedience requires sacrifice, sacrifice requires vulnerability, and vulnerability requires reliance on God. Mm-hmm. And faith is complete when there's reliance on God. Yeah. And so this kind of this faith requires obedience. I mean, this is kind of the simplest place where faith kind of starts, I think, you know, sure. like, am I going to be obedient? Yeah. You know, whatever it is that God asked me to do, whether sure. he says, stay, go, move, mm-hmm. don't move, be patient. Can I be obedient with whatever the voice of God is, sure. is speaking to me, you know? And, and we're a church that believes that God speaks, you know, right, like, right. you know, like, uh, I don't know, you know, I don't know about you, Micah. I don't, there's never been a moment in my life where I just like, oh, I heard an audible yeah. voice from God, like, you know? Aaron, do yeah. this. Yeah, you yeah. know, or like woken up from my sleep and like, oh man, that was God's voice or whatever. Yeah. But there's consistent moments where I just know that this is the this is the move of God. This is sure. what God's speaking to my heart. And mm-hmm. I think you've had those same encounters, you yes, know? Yes, very much. And so yeah. when we hear those voices, are we willing to step out in obedience to whatever it is that God's asking us to do? Yeah. And and there's been times, you know, I mean, I don't have to unfortunately say, there's been times that I'm like fighting those voices, you yeah. know, no, God, I don't want to do that. Yeah. And then there's times that I've responded quickly and just said, okay, God, I've heard your voice and yeah. this is what I need to do. Mm-hmm. And so that first step of faith is really just a faith of obedience, yes. you know, and, right. and am, I gonna, am I willing to walk that out? And I even think about like, even the simple things, like, are we obedient just, you know, Maybe some people are listening and are like, I don't know if I've ever heard the voice of God, you yeah. know. Um, you've read his word though, and his you know, yes. and, and so are you willing to be obedient mm-hmm. to like how the word outlines yeah. how we should live life? Exactly. You know? And if we are, that's kind of this first step yeah. is is obedience. And just like you're saying there, yeah, God's voice isn't always like something you audibly hear yeah. within your head. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, that happens for some people. Yeah. And I've had that happen maybe once in my life. Yeah. Like the rest of it though, God has spoken to me either literally just through reading the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> it's God's word. Yep. So like, if you want God to speak to you, start by just reading God's word. word. It's yeah. not that complicated, nope. you know, and his word will speak to you. Yep. Study his word and it will speak. Um, but then also God speaks sometimes through like other people confirming things in your life. Um, sometimes God has spoken to me by simply like, letting things work out. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, like I always wanted to attend a Christian college and go to school for ministry. And my yeah. mom would never want me to do it. <laughs> she, she was like, Micah, that's dumb. That's foolish. Like you're going to waste the money. Like, you know, ministry doesn't make a lot of money. You shouldn't do that. Um, and when I took that step of faith though, and left the church I was at for 18 years. And I was like, mom, I just feel the Lord calling me to just take this step. And I have no idea what this means to do next. Mm-hmm. She was like, you should go to OCU Christian college. Yeah. And get a minor in ministry. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. You've never been supportive of this before. But it, I had to just kind of take that step. And mm-hmm. then God then opened the door. And through my mom allowing me to do that, I, I believe that was God mm-hmm. speaking to me. Yeah. Like, hey, Micah, this is the next step. Yeah. So sometimes just those things like that is kind of God working things out and speaking to yeah. us as well. And just kind of walking in obedience. And then, you know, he talked about then obedience requires sacrifice. Yes. And in a faith, this faith journey is always going to require some sacrifice, you yeah. know, um, whatever that may look like, you know, are you willing to sacrifice your own will and your own dreams? You know, are you yeah. willing to sacrifice um, maybe sometimes what everybody else says is crazy, you know, um, you know, when it comes to ministry, sometimes, you know, just like your mom said, you know, are you willing to go, hey, God, I'm going to be obedient. 
this, you know, I could go in a million other fields and make a lot more money, you know, but that's not what you've called me to do. Like I'm, I'm willing to sacrifice in these moments. And so obedience is going to require sacrifices sometimes. And so God may ask you to do things that you're like, yeah, I don't really want to do this, you right. know, um, but that's part of this faith journey yes. is, is the sacrifice that we're making. And then, and then the next one that Chris said was that that sacrifice often requires vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where people get very, very uncomfortable. Yeah. We don't like to be vulnerable. We don't like to be vulnerable. Yeah. Um, but in, in reality, that's because typically when we're vulnerable, sometimes people take advantage of us. Mm. And some people are afraid to be vulnerable because people have taken advantage of them yeah. because of their vulnerability. Yep. Um, and the reality is, though, God will never take advantage of you. No. <laughs> Yeah. He's always going to be there to help you through things. And if you just let yourself be vulnerable to him, yeah. um, he will be there for you. Well, and I think that's the key, though, is, you know, vulnerability is not it, vulnerability never feels safe. Sure. It only feels safe if it's in the if it's with the right person. Yes. You know, and so maybe there's somebody in your life, you know, you're like, I, I'm, I'm extremely vulnerable with them because mm-hmm. it's like, OK, they know everything about me. I know everything about them. Yeah. And I feel this is a safe place or whatever. Sure. But when it comes to our Heavenly Father, there should be this place where vulnerability is this the safety net because it's like, OK, God, you already know everything about me. You sure. know, you know, every thought, you know, every attitude, you know, yeah. all my dreams and my hopes and stuff like that. And so, God, I'm going to get to this place where I'm going to be vulnerable with you. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that was kind of his fourth thing, that vulnerability requires a reliance on God. So yeah. the, this vulnerability isn't just about being vulnerable with everybody else around us. It's about being vulnerable to the one yes. who guards our heart, protects our hearts, who wants the best for our future, who sees yeah. down the road. And that's why that's why I love about God. I tell people all the time, he sees further down the road than we could ever see in our own in our own eyes. You he know? does. And so mm-hmm. we might be looking, you know, a block down the road and we can't see it. But God's looking miles down the road and going, right. hey, in this journey that I have for you, I want you to be vulnerable with me because mm-hmm. guess what? If you rely on me, I'm going to get you to where yeah. where I, where you need to be. Mm-hmm. You know, even though you don't see it yet. Yes. You know, and I think that's a place. And then so faith is complete when we when we have this reliance on God. And so I think that's such a a truth that we have to hold on to. Right. Um, and so you know, you kind of just kind of walk through this thing about faith and and mm-hmm. that that part of it. Is there anything else that stuck out to you, kind of um, from Sunday, Micah, or anything like um, that? Just kind of that the last point that you know I'm looking at his notes here that was really good was he said our faith is not the outcome of the situation. Um, our faith is not in the outcome of the situation, but the God who brings the outcome. Because mm-hmm. um, I think often we get caught up on the outcome, mm-hmm. wanting the outcome to be a certain way. Yeah. Um, but in reality, our faith is is in God, yeah. the one who brings the outcome, the and, one who holds it all in His hands. Yeah. You know, and I, and we see this with Abraham. You know, as he takes his son to to, to sacrifice him. Yeah. You know, and I mean. Uh, you know, sometimes that you you want you go. Is there more backstory to this thing? You know, like like what else? What did they, what did they not tell sure. us? You know, in this thing sure. because I can't imagine you know taking one of my kids and into that place, but this sure. complete utter dependence on God yeah. and that God, your outcome is going to be greater than my outcome, yep. you know, and in that moment, in what seemed difficult and hard, yeah. God said the last moment, I'm going to provide the sacrifice that you need, right. you know, and I think that's the place of faith that's scary because it's like, okay, God, I'm trusting, I'm trusting, I'm trusting, mm-hmm. I'm still trusting. And even in the middle of trusting, it may not seem like it's going the way that you hope for it. Right. And, and I can tell you what happens in those moments. All the voices around you will look at you and say, you're insane, mm-hmm. you're incredible crazy. This is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Why are you doing those things? You know, mm-hmm. but can we trust the God that, that we serve and can we trust God with the outcome of our life? You so know? Good. And mm-hmm. so even when it's, 
in the natural eyes, it seems like this is just crazy. Yeah. This doesn't seem like there's any wisdom in it. This doesn't seem like the right thing. But can I trust the God of the outcome? You so know. Good. And when we do that in the last moments, he goes, hey, let me step in and let me sure. show you my power at work. Let me show you my glory at work. Sure. Let me show the world something that's going to happen that you can never do on your own, sure. you know, so that you get no credit, but yeah. God gets all the glory yep. for it. You know? That's so and, good. And it's in those places that, man, <clears throat> our faith really starts to stretch. And so right. it's this complete dependence. Yep. On the only one who has our future in his hand, who yep. knows the outcome of our future. And so we, we've got to let this faith muscle grow. Yes. Um, I think the very first part of the series, we talked. I talked about how God's given everyone a measure of faith. Mm-hmm. Like no matter where you're at in this journey, there is a measure of faith that God's given you. Our responsibility is to take this measure of faith that God's given us yeah. and to just stretch it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for those that are listening today, stretch that faith a little bit, you know, yeah. say yes to God in the very next thing that he's calling you to do. Maybe it's big or small. Maybe it seems out there to everyone else, but can you just take that measure of faith and stretch it a little bit further? And when we do that, our faith will begin yes, to grow. Exactly. Awesome. Well, that's all we have for you this week. Um, if you're still watching, we would love to encourage you to like, comment, and subscribe. And we are so thrilled to talk to you each week. Um, we will see you right back here next week on Between the Lines.